ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه اما بعد يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله واحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد الحمد لله على نعمه الاسلام والسنه وpraise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the sunnah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he has blessed us that we have lived to see today and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he blesses us so that we live to see another Ramadan and that he gives us the tawfiq the success in having a successful and fruitful Ramadan bila shakku bila raib there are many things that one could speak about when it comes to preparing for Ramadan but bismillahi ta'ala i want to focus in on and highlight something that we all have the ability to do it is in easy grasp for each and every one of us the fadilah sheikh sheikh abdul razak bin sheikh abdul muhsan al abad al badr hafizhum allah ta'ala he mentions he says la rayba anna min ajal ni'am allah min ajal ni'am allah wa ashrafha wa a'zamha that verily from the most noble of the bounties of Allah and from the greatest and most magnificent bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala meaning what alina upon us from the greatest bounty of Allah upon us from the most noble and most honored bounty in which Allah ta'ala he has bestowed upon us now when one hears the likes of this then this should draw their attention to the fact that what is about to be mentioned is extremely important la rayba there's no doubt anna min ajali ni'amillah that from the greatest the most honorable bounty that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he has bestowed upon each and every one of us ni'mata inzalihi al-kitab al-azim ala 'abdihi wa rasulihi nabiyyina muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he sent down the tremendous book upon his slave and his messenger upon our prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that when we hear this and we really reflect upon it I don't want us to look at it from the standpoint of yes we know this we agree with it but I want us to look at it from the standpoint of how well do our actions measure up to it because we will acknowledge that from the greatest bounty of Allah upon us 
is that he revealed the Quran. This is from the greatest bounty, from the most noble bounty upon us, is that Allah Ta'ala revealed the Quran. But do our actions reflect that? Our actions are our actions reflective over the fact that we acknowledge that this is the greatest bounty that Allah Ta'ala has bestowed upon us, that He has revealed the Quran. Or do our actions speak to the fact that perhaps we deem other things as being more important than the Book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Now, each and every one of us, we know ourselves and we know our daily routines. Does the Quran have a slot that is allocated in your daily regiment that is for it? We all know the answer to this. Naam. Alhamdulillah, there are from amongst us those who the answer is yes. So it is incumbent that we increase upon this and we are steady upon this and there are some of us who the answer is no so it is incumbent that we change this and that we begin to reflect on the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that it has a daily place inside of our lives ta'ala. the shaykh he mentions he says this is the greatest bounty and this is the greatest gift or bounty in which Allah Ta'ala has bestowed upon us that Allah Ta'ala he has put this bounty upon his slaves that he has sent down the Quran now what is the connection between us acknowledging this and between us altering our daily regiment in short of or right before Ramadan what's the connection hmm? does anyone know anyone want to ponder I guess the obvious connection is that the Quran was revealed in Ramadan then so Ramadan this is the month in which the Qur'an was revealed. So the connection on why we should renew our attention to it will be because of the occasion of the Qur'an being revealed in Ramadan. Allah He tells us in His Noble Book Tabaraka alladhi nazzal al-furqan and blessed is he who has sent down the Furqan. The Furqan is the criterion by way in which we are able to distinguish between what is right and what is wrong. By way we are able to see what is good from what is bad. By way we are able to see what is the right path from what is the wrong path. Undoubtedly, is this something that is important to us or not? How good is that, that you know what to do? so that you may do it and what not to do so that you may stay away from it you will know what will be that road that will lead to the Jannah so that you may take it and you will know what is that road that will lead to the Jahannam so you may stay away from it this is important Allah Ta'ala He says that He sent down he sent down the criterion upon his slave. So that he, in order for him to be for mankind in jinn, a warner. So he may be a warner for mankind in jinn, warning them of the punishment of the hellfire for those who do not live in accordance to the Quran. Those who do not live in accordance to what Allah Ta'ala has revealed. Those who will contradict the Prophet وسلم, and take away other than the way of the Messenger For them there is a great warning, a great punishment that awaits them Allah Ta'ala, He says elsewhere in the Quran 
Tanzeel al-Kitab min Allah al-Aziz al-Hakim The book that has been revealed from Allah The Almighty, the All-Powerful The Almighty, the All-Wise The Almighty, the All-Wise Inna anzalna ilayka al-Kitab bil-Haqq That verily we have sent down unto you the book in truth Fa'budillah So worship Allah Worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Mukhlisan lahu al-deen Worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Making all of the religions sincerely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone At-Tawheed and the establishment of At-Tawheed When we reflect upon this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He has said that He has sent down the book in truth He has sent down the book in truth so thus and therefore worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so what is the one of the main objectives of the sitting down of the Quran is so that Tawheed could be established that Tawheed that true monotheism on which we were created in order to establish it as Allah ta'ala he says and I did not create the jinn nor the mankind except for them to worship me so this is the reason and the purpose that we have been brought into existence is to establish the tawheed it's to worship allah and allah alone and to avoid all acts and all forms of polytheism to avoid all acts and all forms of polytheism in every which way shape and form and to every degree that we avoid the shirk Allah Ta'ala, he says, مُخْلِصٌ لَهُ الدِّينِ Making all of the religions sincere unto Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. All of the deen. Sincere for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. This is of extreme importance. That we establish the Tawheed. This is the only way that we will be successful. And that is by establishing the Tawheed. This is the only way that we will be successful is by fulfilling the purpose by way in which we were created. And that will be impossible for us to do without learning what is it, Tawheed? Without learning what is its opposite so we may stay away from it. Without this piece of knowledge, it would be impossible for us to establish the Tawheed and stay away from Shirk. So what will be the source by way in which we are able to learn how to establish the Tawheed and how to stay away from the Shirk will be what? Hmm. Huh? Be on Tawheed. But what is the source by way in which we will learn? What is it Tawheed? The Quran and the what? The Sunnah. Because they both are the revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in order for us to live our lives correctly, in order for us to establish that which we have been created in order to establish, then we have to study and reflect upon the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that we have to understand it so that we may live in accordance to it. Ma'am, it is a must. Without doing this, it will be impossible for us to be upon good. Allah ta'ala, he says, does it not accept it belongs to Allah sincerity in religion none has the right to be worshipped in the truth except Allah and other than Allah if it is worshipped then it is worshipped in falsehood Allah Ta'ala he is the only one who was worshipped in truth. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ala kulli hal. It is incumbent that we understand the magnificence of the Quran. So once we have seen that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent down to us his revelation. And that this is from the greatest bounty upon us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us so that we may establish the tawheed. And the source by way in which we will learn what is it, Tawheed, and how to establish it is Allah's book and the Sunnah of the Prophet. So then, how important 
is the book in the Sunnah of extreme importance. Now, and I'm saying this because a lot of times when we think about preparation for Ramadan, unfortunately, it is not always the case that our minds go to the book of Allah and the sunnah of his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Often our minds go to what? Do we have enough dates? Right? Who has the dates on sale this year? Hurry up and get them because you know the prices go up sometimes. Right? So on and so forth. And we're not saying that this type of preparation is to be looked down upon. It's not. However, what is a greater preparation for us and that should take precedence and priority is our goals as relates to the Book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala, he says, and verily that it, meaning the Qur'an, that it is the revelation from the Lord of mankind, jinn, and all that exists. نَزَلَ بِهِ الرُّوحُ الْأَمِينَ That is brought by the trusted spirit, meaning Jibreel alayhi salam. عَلَى قَلْبِكَ لِتَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُنْذِنِينَ upon your heart, O Muhammad, so that you may be from the warners. In the clear Arabic tongue. In the clear Arabic tongue. So the Quran is in what language? Arabic. Being that the Quran is in Arabic, you hear me? This shows us an importance for the Arabic language. Now, the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is in what language? It's in Arabic. So it shows us what the importance of the Arabic language. Now, so my question is, how important is the Arabic language to us, and how do our actions reflect? What value do our actions give for the Arabic language? As the ulama they mentioned, as relates to the Arabic language, If it was not for the book in the Sunnah, we would not have learned Arabic. Now, what's the purpose of learning Arabic? Is so we can understand the book in the Sunnah. Now, anyone who understands this reality and this connection then this means the study of the Arabic languages should be something important to them. Not just from the bab in shape, not just from the standpoint of FYI, just to know. Not just so we can have a conversation with the brothers, in Arabic language, no. But so we can understand the book in the Sunnah. So we can understand the book in the Sunnah. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me say this. Sini, Chinese. Mandarin, so on and so forth, right? If you were to want to do business with China, then it would benefit you to learn this language, correct? Right? You will have an economic advantage if you learn the language, as opposed to needing a translator. It will bring you benefit in dunya. So if you were sent, for example, from your company to go live in China, then you'll, you'll make your point to learn Chinese. If you were sent to Japan by your company, you'll make it your point to what? To learn Japanese. Why? For a benefit in the, in, the, in the dunya. Because you will understand that by doing this, then you'll be able to benefit like that. Okay. Is there any language in the world that you will benefit more from than the Arabic language? As a Muslim? Not at all. Because the benefits are benefits that will benefit you here in this world and in the hereafter. Whereas learning Chinese or learning Japanese or learning Russian or German or whatever the case is will only benefit you where? Here in this world. That's it. They'll benefit you in this world, yeah. But as far as being linked to your akhirah, no. Right? So 
I want us to reflect on this because it's easy to listen to the likes of these lectures, right? And to get encouraged and then to walk away and do nothing. Very easy, correct? So I always challenge myself and others because if I'm gonna challenge myself, then of course I'm gonna challenge you, right? To walk away with something that we can start doing right now. Whether we should have been doing it before or not, it's irrelevant. Because the reality of it is, is that now we're here. You know, they have a saying, they say, when's the best time to start something? They say, well, before, 10 years ago, that was the first best time. Five years ago, first best time. Whatever the case is, right? When you were young, first best time. When's the second best time to start something? Right now. Right now. We can't cry over spilled milk. Yesterday is gone. That's it. But we can take advantage of it right now. So whatever happened before, alhamdulillah, happened before. Let us use it as motivation moving forward. So we have to start to change our habits, inshallah ta'ala, if we want to see success. So what I'm saying is that whatever we did last Ramadan, if we want this Ramadan to be better, then we have to change our habits, change our MO to that which is better, so that this Ramadan, we could achieve more bidnilahi ta'ala. Ala kulli hal. Allah Ta'ala, He says, شَهْرُ رَمَضَانِ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ فِيهِ الْقُرْآنِ هُدًا لِلنَّاسِ وَبَيْنَاتٍ مِنَ الْهُدَى وَالْفُرْقَانِ The month of Ramadan, where the Qur'an was sent down, a guidance for the people, a explanation and proofs and evidences of the guidance and of the criterion in Ramadan. This month is a month that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala he has singled it out for the sending down of the Qur'an. This is a month where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has singled it out for the sending down even of the previous books. As it comes in the hadith in the Musnad of Imam Ahmad, where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Unzilat suhfu Ibrahim fi awwal laylatin min Ramadan that the scriptures of Ibrahim and they were revealed in the first night of Ramadan. So the suhuf of Ibrahim, they were revealed in the first night of Ramadan. Now, so they revealed in which night of Ramadan? The first. وَأُنزِلَةِ التَّوْرَاءِ لِسِتْتِنْ مَضْغَيْنَ مِنْ رَمَضَانِ مِنْ رَمَضَانِ and the Torah was revealed after six nights had passed of Ramadan. Well, Injil, and the Injil, the Gospel, it was revealed after 13 nights had passed of Ramadan. And Allah sent down the Qur'an after 24 days had passed of Ramadan. After 24 days had passed of Ramadan, the, the Qur'an was revealed. The Qur'an was revealed on a blessed night. And which night is that? Laylatul Qadr. Naam. Allah Ta'ala, He informs us in this noble book that this was a blessed night. Allah Ta'ala, He says, And verily, we have sent it down in a blessed night. We have sent it down in a blessed night. And what is intended by blessed night is what? You just said it. Allah Ta'ala, ta He said, And verily, we sent it down in Laylatul Qadr. Now, Laylatul Qadr is in which month? Ramadan. Allah Ta'ala says, Shahr Ramadan al-Ladhi unzina fihi al-Qur'an. In the month of Ramadan where the Qur'an was revealed. 
And in that month, it was revealed during the night of Qadr, Laylat al-Qadr. Naam, And then, as the, the ulama, they mentioned, that the Qur'an, it was revealed, Jumlatan wahida ila samai dunya Laylat al-Qadr. That it was revealed at one time, at one time, to the heavens of the earth in Laylat al-Qadr, as the Shaykh mentions. ثُمَّ أُنزِلَ بَعْنَ ذَلِكَ and then it came down after that over the course of 20 some odd years. Naam. Uh, as Ibn Abbas, he mentioned. So the Quran, it came down at one time in the month of huh? Ramadan, in the night of Laytul Qadr, to the to the heavens, the heavens of the dunya. Okay. And then after that, it came down piece by piece over the course of how many years? Hmm? I don't know. How many? 23, 24, 26, 27. Huh? 23. Now, 23. This is a very important point because the Quran now, it came down one time to the, to the, uh, the heavens, yani, of the dunya. Okay. And then, over the course of 23 years, it, it was revealed to the Prophet Here's the question. Some books will tell you, you'll read in some books, that Jibreel, alayhi salatu salam, he took from the, what was revealed all at one time, and then he brought it to Muhammad over the course of 23 years. You with me? That makes sense to you? Is that correct? Huh? Is that correct? No, it is not correct. But you will read this from people who deny the attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of speech. These people deny, they say Allah does not speak. Or they'll say Allah does not speak with words that could be heard. They lie upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So because they lie upon Allah, the only method that they could derive that Jibreel took the Quran and brought it to Muhammad وسلم, was that he took it from what was revealed and then he brought it to Muhammad وسلم, bit by bit. As opposed to, because what's the only other option? Is that Jibreel alayhi salam, he heard it from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then brought it to the Prophet But the reality is that what Jibreel heard it from Allah and then brought it to the Prophet وسلم, because Allah ta'ala, he speaks in a manner that befits his majesty. That makes sense? So be very careful if you were to read something and it says and it says that Jibreel took it from the heavens and what was revealed during that first night and then brought it to the Prophet because this is a indirect way of denying the attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of speech. That makes sense? But, This no. And I would say that he knows the color. Mm -hmm. That's basically saying that he Jibril knew the color. He doesn't know. Oh, that he brought it down and yeah, yeah he knows from that. Yeah. Right, right. So it is it's 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 very problematic. It's very problematic. But this is the way of innovation and of force. It leads you into one calamity after another calamity. Because try to explain it one calamity and come up with another calamity and so on and so forth. Naam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He tells us about Laylatul Qadr Allah ta'ala He says Inna inzannahu fi Laylatul Qadr And verily we have sent it down Meaning the Quran In the night of Qadr وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا لَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ And what will make you know What is the night of Qadr Laylatul Qadri khayrun min alfi shahr That the night of Qadr Is better than a thousand months 
Naam, so this is a tremendous night. Allah Ta'ala, he says, تَتَنَزَّلُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ وَالْرُوحُ فِيهَا بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِمْ مِنْ كُلِّ أَمْرِ That Jibreel and the angels, they descend from their Lord with every command. سَلَامٌ هِيَ حَتَّى مَطْلَعِ الْفَجَرِ Salam, peace and tranquility until the Fajr. Naam. So Laylatul Qadr is a tremendous night. It's a night that is not like other nights. Laylatul Qadr is a night where the Quran it was revealed. So when we look at this and we see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here from his greatest bounty that he has bestowed upon us that he sent down the Quran. And that the Quran was sent down in the month of Ramadan. It shows us the superiority of the month of Ramadan. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he sent down the Quran upon his Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, who is the best of the prophets, is the master of the children of Adam. Naam, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. All of this points us to the status and the value of this time and what was sent down during this time. Naam. So if we are to prepare accurately in light of this, then it is a must that we make it our intention, our business, that this Ramadan we're going to devote much time, more so than any other time of the year, to what? To the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam, that we're going to devote much time to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, first and foremost, that comes by way of reading the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which will necessitate that we should make it our business to what? To learn how to read the Quran. Because I said that we should read the what? The Quran. I didn't say we should read the translation of it. I'm not saying you shouldn't read the translation of it. I encourage you to read the translation of it uh, for those who need the translation, right? But reading the translation is not the same as reading the Quran itself. That makes sense? So this means now how important, how important is it for each and every one of us to learn how to read the Quran? It's very important. It's not just for our children. When we have Quran classes, right, in, in the Masajid, the parents, they bring the children. Correct? They drop them off and then they go about their business. Regardless of whether they know how to read or not, they make sure their children learn how to read. But if we were to truly understand the importance of reciting Allah Ta'ala's book, then we will make sure that we ourselves knew how to read. It's important. It's important. And these are the type of classes that should be staples in the communities. Now, now this is not to the detriment of anything else. So we're not saying that we learn Lugha and that's it. We don't worry about others. No, no, no. We have to learn Tawheed. Nabut. Now we have to learn about the Sunnah. We have to learn about those affairs that we are dealing with on a daily basis, the Islamic rulings and, 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 and so on and so forth. This is staple, because this is binding upon each and every one of us as individuals. But at the same time, these type of classes, learning how to read, memorization of the Quran, review, these are needed. They have to be a staple in any successful community. And I couldn't have, why? Imam Ibn al-Jazari, he mentions in his Muqaddimah al-Jazariyah, he says, Al-akhdu bil-tajweedi hatmun lazimu wa man lam yujawid al-Qur'an athimu li-annahu min al-ilahi unzila wa hakadha minhu ilayna wa salaahu sila. Naam, he says that implementing, implementing tajweed is something that is obligatory. Naam, hatmun lazimun is obligatory. And whoever does not recite the Quran properly, he is a sinner. Meaning that what? Whoever has the ability to recite it properly and then neglects it, he's sinful. Naam. And then he explains why. Very, very simple. 
He says, whoever does not recite it properly, then he is a sinner. Because with Tajweed, it was revealed from Allah. In which Tajweed, it has reached us from Allah. So we have to learn how to recite it properly. So the Ahkam with Tajweed and learning how to recite properly, then it is a must. Whether it's Amaliyan, that we practically do it, is a must. If you can learn Nadariyan, the, yani, the theoretical side of exactly why everything is said the way it's said, that is good, that's gonna help you. But at the very minimum, you have to be able to recite it correctly. Now, you have to be able to recite it correctly. This is important. Because like this, it came down from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this should be something that we should be preparing for by studying these affairs and by familiarizing ourselves with these affairs and by reviewing the likes of these affairs and implementing them bithnilahi ta'ala. Imam Uthaymeen, rahimullahu ta'ala, now this is advice that should be every day. Naam, he gave this advice for every day. But in particular, in Ramadan, bila shak wa bila rayb, this advice is applicable. The Shaykh says, Ihras, ala hifdul kitabi la ta'ala. He said, be diligent in striving to memorize the Book of Allah, the Most High. Now, all of us, we should be diligent every day to memorize something from the Book of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, Shaykh Abdul Rahman al-Muhyiddin ta'ala he mentions he told us he said some very good advice he said listen every day memorize something every day memorize something Imam bin Baz ta'ala or excuse me firstly in, in, in continuing in what Shaykh Uthaymini mentioned he says ihras ala hifz al-Quran or ala kitab Allah ta'ala he says and be diligent and memorizing the book of Allah, the Most High. وَجْعَلْ لَكَ كُلَّ يَوْمٍ شَيْئًا مُعَيَّنًا تُحَافِظُ عَلَىٰ قِرَاءَتِهِ And to every day allocate a certain portion that you will be diligent upon reading it. Now, So this is one thing that I want to stress is that we come up with a plan and however you need to come up with that plan then it is up to you if you want to write it down if you want to have a journal whatever method is best fitted for you as an individual but come up with a plan of what you're going to read daily in Ramadan then come up with a plan when I mean a plan, I mean allocate a time that between this time and that time, this is what I'm going to do. Now, between this time and that time, this is what I'm going to do. Everybody knows their schedule. Everyone knows their work day. As a suggestion, as a suggestion for those who work, right? Usually, during the work day, we take lunch, correct? I'm the only one to take lunch. That's what we trying to say right now. <laughs> well, I take lunch, y'all. Y'all don't be eating the other day. I'm, I'm just, I'm asking, right? We take lunch, right? Okay. And Ramadan, you still have that allocated time for lunch, but you're not eating. So make that time where you recite, inshallah, Taala. This is a suggestion. Everyone's day is different, right? But make a eight, make a specific time during the day or a number of times. You know, between this time and that time, and then between this time and that time, and this time and that time, however many, you know, slots you can allocate, where you're going to read the Qur'an. Now, we're going to read the Qur'an. And be steady upon that. But then the Shaykh, he mentioned something very important. He said, He said, but make sure that your recitation is with contemplation and understanding. Naam is with contemplation and understanding because the objective is not just to read it. Naam, some of the ulama they mentioned that some people on Yumu Jumu'ah, they read Surah Al-Kahf 
as if it is a chore. They just want to finish. They just want to hurry up and get rid of, you know, like uh, get through it. You shouldn't, you shouldn't recite like this. But you recite upon a matter where you're reflecting, contemplating. Now, if anyone knows the background for Surah Al-Kahf, they will understand the magnificence and the importance of what Allah revealed of the Quran and of the Sunnah of the Prophet There's a connection. Why? Because the the Quraysh, the Mushrikun of the Quraysh, they were very diligent in trying to undermine the Prophet They tried many things to try to turn the people away from the Prophet And one of their plots, one of their ploys was to say, you know what? We tried what we can think of and we, we, hit, we ran into a brick wall, we need help. So one of them said, you know, let's go to the Jews. Maybe they can help us. Maybe they can help us turn the people away from Muhammad sallallahu So when they went to the Jews, the Jews said, ask him these three questions. If he's really a prophet, he'll know the answer. If not, then he's a fake prophet. Ask him about the soul. Ask him about those young boys that disappeared and then ask him about the one who had a vast empire that stretched from here to there. Ask him those three questions. And if he answers you, he's really a prophet. If not, he's a false prophet. So they came back and they thought, we have him now. We have him. So they asked the Prophet, so I sent them these three questions. And then Allah Ta'ala, he revealed Surah Al-Kahf. Now, which in it highlights and outlines what? The truthfulness of the prophethood of the Prophet and the miracle of the Book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So many benefits that is contained therein. So when you read the likes of this, it is important that we reflect over the meanings that are contained therein because there's so much benefit. And this is every verse of the Quran. Now, it's every verse of the Quran. But if we do not read it from the standpoint of reflection and seeking to understand, then it's only to our own detriment. Sheikh bin Baz, he mentions, he says, al-Quran He says that reflecting over the Quran is legislated. Just as Allah Ta'ala, He has made it very clear, and this is what is intended. This is what is intended. This is what is intended by recitation. That we reflect and that we uh, comprehend. That we reflect over the Quran and that we comprehend. And that we understand it. And that we then we act upon it. Now, because understanding it, intellectualizing it, meaning that we understand it, we reflect over it, we understand it, then this is in order to act in accordance to the guidance that is contained therein. Now, and then he mentioned Allah Ta'ala's statement, Kitabun Anzannahu ilayka mubarak. This is the book that we have sent down to you, blessed. In order that its verses be reflected over. In order that its verses be reflected over. And so that those possessors of Al-Bab could remember and reflect. What is Al-Bab? Those who possess an aql that works. Those who possess a working intellect. Those who are truly intelligent, those who are smart, they are the ones who reflect over the Quran. Now, anybody that will listen to the Quran, read the Quran, and don't reflect, then this is an indication of someone who's not too bright, it's not too smart. It's like reading the a proven way 
a proven way to become a billionaire. If somebody gave you a manual, so if you read this and you work on it and you do with the steps, you'll become a billionaire, right? Guarantee, money back guarantee. Is there anybody in here except they will buy that book? You'll buy it, you'll buy it, right? I mean, there's no front, like you ain't gonna buy it. You'll buy it, right? Guarantee way. But then we all bought the book and no one acted on it. We just read it, speed read through it, and then that was it. We'll start to question each other's intelligence. What are you doing? You didn't take step one, you didn't take step two. How come you're not a billionaire yet? You're not taking the steps. It don't make sense, right? You gotta take the steps. Okay, the Quran is a proven, proven manual that if you implement it, if you live in accordance to it, then you'll escape the hellfire and all things bad. And for you is the Jannah. And every delightful and wonderful thing that is contained therein is yours. From the mansions, from the palaces, from the fruits, from the, from the, from the, from the, from the, you just keep going and going and going and going and going. And from that in which no eye has seen, no ear has even heard about, no heart has ever even wanted. And better than that, you get to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now, not to act upon that, then this is a sign of somebody that's not too bright. You have it right there, you're not taking advantage of it, right? So, we have to take advantage of it. In any event, this is what Imam bin Baz, he mentions, that the Quran was revealed in order for us to reflect on it, to understand it, so we may act in accordance to it. And thus you'll find the Salaf, and this could be for some homework, inshallah, how many times they used to read the Quran and yani, finish the Quran in Ramadan. How many times they would finish from cover to cover, they would read it and then start again, cover to cover and then start again, because they understood. They understood. And it wasn't speed reading where they wasn't reflecting and thinking about, no. It was reading with comprehension, with understanding, with reflection, pondering over the meanings of Allah Ta'ala's book. Imam Zuhri, Naam, he said, فَإِنَّمَا هُوَ تَلَاوَةُ الْقُرْآنِ Talking about Ramadan. When Ramadan came, إِذَا دَخْرَ رَمَضَانِ When Ramadan came, he said, فَإِنَّمَا هُوَ تَلَاوَةُ الْقُرْآنِ وَإِطْعَامُ الطَّعَامِ He said, verily, right now, it's all about reciting the Quran and feeding people food. It's all about reciting the Quran and feeding people ta'am, a food. Naam, this is what it's about. So, one of the things that we should be doing, now, you make your daily schedule for what you're going to study and what you're going to read from the Quran, what you're going to reflect on. If you have to, right, if, if you need to read the translation, then you make time to read the translation. Then I'm going to read from this page to that page at this time, and then from this time, I'm going to read the translation of what I, went over before, of what I read previously. Now, and you set some time for, for that, and you, and you allocate that in your day. But also, you make sure that when you go grocery shopping, you get some extra things. Buy some extra things. If there's a sale, buy one, get one free, whatever the case is, 10 for 10, get it. You may not need all of it, but get it. Why? And allocate what you're gonna give away. Have it a plan. We're gonna read this much, we're gonna give away this much. Now, and be diligent and working upon that. Studying the book of Allah and feeding people food. This is more than just hosting an ifbar at the masjid. That's good, do that too. But also, give food. Give food to the Muslims, give food to your neighbors, give food to those Muslims who you know can use it. Don't wait just for yani, Zakat al-Fitr, right? Don't wait for Zakat al-Fitr. But those people who you know can use it, give them. When you go shopping, Stop by the house with some food. Bring some food to the masjid. Maybe you don't know anyone. Don't use that as an excuse. Say, I don't know anyone that said no. Bring the food to the masjid. Put it on the table at Jumu'ah. Say, look, take for free. Take for free. Why not? Doesn't hurt you, does it? No, it will benefit you. That's what you really have. That's what you really own. In any event, 
this is the advice I want to give to myself and to all of you for this coming Ramadan is to take serious effort to studying and to reciting and reflecting over the Book of Allah, come up with a schedule and make a serious effort into being charitable and, and, and feeding people and being as charitable as possible, bithmilahi ta'ala, inshallah ta'ala. Whatever you did last Ramadan, I want you to beat yourself this Ramadan. So if you finish the Quran once, inshallah ta'ala, this Ramadan, finish it twice. If you finish it twice last Ramadan, inshallah ta'ala, this Ramadan, finish it three times. Now, and also, also I want to mention this as well. It just came to mind. Shaykh bin Baz, rahimahullah ta'ala, he was asked about listening to the Quran. Does the person who listens to the Quran and it was understood is at times where they can't read it, right? Do they still get the same reward as one who read it? Sheikh Ben Bass says yes. If they listen to it attentively, they pay attention, but they're in a situation where they can't read it themselves. But they listen to it attentively, they get the same reward as the one who reads it, right? So now, I want you to reflect on this too. Bidnilahi ta'ala try to listen to the whole Quran and Ramadan multiple times as well. Attentively. Now, so on your way to work, don't put on NPR and BBC news, right? Skip it. They just say the same thing every 15 minutes anyway. <laughs> Correct? So who cares? Skip it. Listen to the Quran when you're in your car in a commute where you can't sit and read it because you're driving. Don't read and drive. Listen. Okay? This is another thing, inshallah ta'ala, we can do and add that to the regimen. So read, 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 read. When your eyes get tired, right? Go to another ibadah and listen. And listen. Bidnilahi ta'ala. And inshallah ta'ala, reflect and, and reflect and ponder and act upon. And bidnilahi ta'ala, we'll see the benefits inside of your lives, inside of the situation, the lives of your families. So put the TikTok down, right? Put it down. Put the Instagram down, so on and so forth. And pick up the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's much more that I prepared and would have liked to have said, but inshallah ta'ala nektafi, we have al-qadr, Allah